0: excited to share episode four, BarCast, with you today. The first thing you're going to hear is an interview with Kelly James. Kelly is going through the bar certification course as we speak. She is actually blind, so she found us. She teaches one-on-one yoga classes in her home studio, and some of her clients were asking about this crazy thing called bar. So she found us. She's been listening to our manual audibly, and she's going to Skype to test out uh, in the next few days. So we're so excited to hear from her and um, I just really hope you take away all that I got from her conversation um, about being more mindful and aware and really listening to your students and sensing their energy as opposed to just watching for visual cues. Um, And then after we speak with Kelly, we're going to meet up with Candice and Lisa and chat a little bit about a conference we got to go to. So stay tuned, we've got lots in store for you today and I hope you enjoy. First off, tell me a little bit about how, you know, I, what I really want to know is, is sort of your fitness journey because I think that that's really interesting and different. Um, and you don't come from a, a dance background, right? So how did you find Bar after, um, you know, all of your years in, in the fitness world? What brought you here?
1: Basically, I, I was kind of um, introduced to it just, just by accident. One of my students had mentioned that they were starting this bar class at their at their studio. And she asked me if I've ever heard of bar before, and I said no. And I'm, I was kind of embarrassed because I usually am pretty good on everything that's going on as far as, you know, in the world of fitness. And I said I'll have to take a look at it, and I was looking for a way to expand my fitness. Uh, knowledge and, and awareness of what's you know what's up and coming, as and not only as a, a for business as, aspect, but also for my own personal aspect. I'm you know 52 years old. I have um, some things that, um, you know, that I I have going on in my own body, and I know going into the future, I'd really love to, you know, continue what I do now. And I you know that I'm a yoga teacher, one-on-one yoga teacher, and a Reiki master. But I wanted to basically take it to another level, and when she mentioned that to me, it intrigued me. So I looked into it, and I found you all online, and with a couple other um, couple other um, bar uh, certification courses, and then I just pictures and I just listened to the video, and whomever's on the video, I just just really kind of connected with as far as what I was looking to do, was looking to get into doing something that was uh, gentle yet could be, you know, very strenuous if, if you desired that, that route, um, but also just different and but incorporating dance. And I love to dance, and I would have loved to have taken ballet as a child, but it just wasn't in the cards for me. So when i when I noticed that there was some yoga aspect connected to it, I was like, "Hmm, there's a little karma here that I need to investigate a little more." So, and I did, and I thought, "Wow, this this I could really incorporate this into my own studio, into my own lifestyle." But also knowing that a couple of my students were were being introduced into it, it wasn't going to be like brand new for them as mm-hmm. they were coming in, you know, to my classes. So yeah, so I and then I started I started the I signed up for the course and started the course and um really just enjoyed I, the knowledge. I love learning. And you know, one of the things I think we really need to do besides exercise our bodies is exercise our minds. Mm-hmm. And um you know, that's something that is just for me. That's just something my father was um died of complications, but um, had dementia, and it's in our family, and so I think the more that we can learn and the more that we can incorporate, you know, the mind and the body together, I think it's just so beneficial to, you know, to our, our overall health and well-being.
0: Okay, and so you've talked to me a little bit about mindfulness before and being aware. What is, I mean, tell me about your studio and, and what you do as an instructor um, with your one-on-one yoga. I think that is so special and unique, and I really think the world needs more of you, but tell me about, you know, how, you know, how you got into that. What, um, what do you guys special in, you know, tell me about your process. And, and also what I love to hear you talk about is um, how you connect with your students and how you get them to be more mindful in their practice absolutely
1: i I started um when I first got into yoga, I had hurt my back in two thousand and nine and I was in the middle of going into um our local y m c a as a certified um personal trainer and when I hurt my back during that process, it just threw me really really out of the out of sorts. And um, I had just come from a marketing group sales background. For I uh, worked for Maryland Racing for 20 years, and my goal was to get back into fitness as a personal trainer. And when uh, that whole journey was just kind of just just put put to the side, I didn't know what else to do. And one of my contacts at the Y said, "Hey, we're starting a yoga class. Why don't you come and and you know do yoga, and I, maybe that'll help you know with your back." And I had no idea really what yoga was about. I was very ignorant to the fact, and I'll be very honest in saying that, because I was. And I thought, oh, my God, I can't even hardly move. How am I going to do this? And when I started, I befriended a one of the yoga teachers, and I asked her to come to my home one-on-one and teach me, get me into the, make sure I was, you know, in the poses correctly, because I didn't want to hold up a class. I didn't want to... To cause you know any kind of of diversion in her teaching, and in in the whole process of that, she said to me, I helped her to be a better teacher, because it made her more aware of what she needed to do in the class and to help the class to to be able to understand you know more or less the audio as opposed to just the visual aspect of learning a pose or or learning a a, a particular uh, series. And So in that we got to be we got to be pretty close friends, and she said you need to do this You need (laughs) to take what you're learning, and you need to just go with it so I had um, I contacted the Yoga Center of Columbia here in Columbia, Maryland and Kathy Donnelly the owner just was extremely gracious and honest and and said that we've never had a blind you know teacher, but I'm I'm more than willing to willing to try and I said, well, I really appreciate the opportunity, and I, I really would love to do it. So I got my teacher certification, uh, my um, RYT 200, and in in doing that, I really just got into wanting to teach more. But being blind and not driving, I started realizing that the, the travel expenses were going to be a little bit more than I anticipated, starting out with a new business already in debt, you know, with a name and and the uh the licenses and taxes and I thought, you know, I think I got to figure out another way to do this. And Certainly. I did want to do it one on one. So, you know, I I I really talked to my husband. We sat down and I said, "Well, how about how about taking one of the rooms we have downstairs and turning it into a home studio?" And, you know, our our daughter was was grown, and she wasn't in the toy stage anymore, so we just cleaned out one of the rooms, and I just went to town. I just set up the, you know, picked flooring out and and did different things that allowed me to feel like it was a personal studio. Um, It was my studio. So then I just started talking to friends, and then friends started talking to friends and people who had never done yoga before. I said well the whole goal of of my teaching is to help you to be able to go into a studio confidently and do you know do yoga and and to you know to benefit yourself with the um the uh you know the amazing gift of yoga. So we did I did that and, and then I just started getting more clients and then once we started doing that I started doing two I had a family um father daughter a father you know mother and a daughter and I really love the fact of being able to do one-on-one, and the, the one of the big aspects of that is being able to touch them. If they, you know, which everybody has always said, absolutely. If you, if you just feel my spine, feel my hips, feel mm-hmm. my ankles, feel my, you know, my shoulders. Make sure I'm here for a reason. and I want you to help me. So not being able to see, I have to use the eyes in my hands. I have to listen to their breathing, using the eyes in my ears. I have to, to to use my eyes in my perception because if someone comes into the studio and they're not feeling well, then that whole plan, maybe class plan that I had scheduled, may be out the window and we may just be doing a yoga nidra or a a a restorative class. So it's all about learning your student from every aspect, not just, of course, I can't do a visual, but by feel by touch, by listening, and I think that's just so important for any teacher is to be able to just really really listen and hear their students, not just verbally, but also their their movement, their and especially their breath.
0: Oh, yeah. Breath is like the number one feedback for a human body, right? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> if you're not breathing right, you're not going to perform the pose or the the movement or anything in a, in a fluidity that, that honestly needs to in order for it to, to really connect with the breath.
0: Well, you know, it makes me think about how I work as a student, right? Because um, as someone who grew up dancing, what I struggle with is using the mirror as the only feedback, right? So I look at my body in the mirror and say, do I look like I'm doing the movement right? And so when I go into a yoga class, that's actually a really hard thing for me, especially if there's a mirror in the studio. It's a crutch, right? It's something where I've been so used to and and I've been taught, you know, look at your body for the feedback, but it's... It's, you know, as I grow, as I learn, as I practice more yoga, I learn that, you know, I have to use my mind's eye and I have to feel if it's different than it was yesterday. If I, you know, is it better? Is it worse? Uneven? You know? Sure, Sure,
1: absolutely. And one of the one of the key factors as a teacher, especially in a home studio, is that you really have to that they have the student has the ability to to understand that when you say use your internal eyes and follow your follow the flow with basically your breath and your thought without using your eyes. And if you have to, if there's a reason why you have to look up or you're not quite sure of your if you're doing the pose correctly, then don't look in the pose. Go into a position where it's safe to look at me or to, to you know, uh, to look at the teacher or the instructor in the class for whatever discipline you're doing. If it's yoga, bar, uh, pump, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. don't try to do it in the pose because that's where 90% of our injuries come from is people either looking next to them at another student trying to look at the teacher in an awkward position and that's something that really is is you know it's 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 detrimental to get, you know, that into your student's mind is if you if you're not use if you're not able to use your internal eyes and you're not able to feel comfortable then find that child's pose, find hero and uh-huh. just look and watch but ask and be be diligent about, you know, where you are honestly in your practice. Oh, that's so good.
0: Yeah, honesty is just that's what it's all about, right? There's no reason to fake your way. This isn't a fake it till you make it sort of thing, right?
1: <laughs> absolutely because it does nothing it, it benefits it, it doesn't it has no benefit whatsoever in your growth it, basically it's an inhibitor so i mean especially if you get injured god forbid that happens and then you're you know you're you you just taken back to you just step back to what you know two steps or whatever instead of moving forward thinking that oh i'm going to do this you know this way because you know, I think it's better or it looks better for me. And then you end up, you know, getting hurt because you're not, you're not understanding that there's a reason why that pose or that movement is done in that particular, you know, that particular way.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, I just think you're such an inspiration and I hope my listeners get to um, feel a little more motivated by what you have to say and, um, i'm excited for you to get certified get teaching and and um give me some more information you know i i feel like you've got you know, such great feedback about how to um help others learn about their bodies and i just um i'm so thankful to know you this is just so so wonderful so thank you for taking the time
1: <laughs> absolutely well thank you for the interest and again it's just something that you know, it's it, there's there's a reason why we are here on this earth, and there's a reason why things happen. And being connected with you and 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 Candice and and you know the members that I've spoken with in your in your um, in your company, it's just you've all been wonderful. You've been very open. You've been very willing to work with you know with someone that is is not quote unquote the norm. And, um, I'm very looking forward to representing, you know, you all in, in my, in my
0: state and in,
1: in the world of bar as well.
0: Awesome. All right, Kelly, I will let you go for your lovely Monday morning. And I, I just, I hope to talk to you again really soon. That sounds great. It's a great talking to you, McKelly.
1: <laughs> Have a great day now.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Okay, so I'm here with Lisa. We want to just do a quick recap of something we got to do this last weekend. Um, We went to something called the Business Boutique, which was thrown by the Dave Ramsey brand. Um, which was really inspiring and really neat. And um, I think probably my favorite part was walking around with our little name tags and tank tops and people would stop us and say, I have a friend that just opened a bar studio. Or I've been meaning to try a bar class. And it was just so cool. I could feel the community growing and feel um, the excitement about bar and what we do. And um, I was just so inspired by that. But I just wanted um, to get Lisa's take a little bit on um, what she took away from starting new businesses. A lot of the people that were at this event um, were just beginning the journey of starting their own business or um, diving into their dreams and and really taking that first step. So um, I know Lisa's just gone through the the ringer with this and has some great experience and insight, and I just wanted to hear her take on um, what we got from that.
2: Um, As it pertains to opening your own studio, Some of the takeaways that I thought were really useful for people were um, how to get organized with taxes. That's a huge, huge one. Um, (laughs) The IRS will come after you (laughs) if you don't pay them. (laughs) So um, establishing a business entity, whether you want to do a sole proprietorship, an S Corp, um, C Corp was not even brought up because they don't recommend it for a small business and I totally agree with that. Another thing that they brought to light was trying to do this um, without going into debt. And I have to say from experience that I was able to open a full studio, um, 3,600 square feet, without going into debt at all. Um, We did a lot of the work ourselves, and we purchased things slowly as um, we needed. Um, As far as bars go, we had one room outfitted with bars, waited a month, did the next room waited a month, did the third studio. So we, we slowly kind of grew into our, our brand, and I do not recommend taking out a business line of credit. Um, I do not recommend taking out an SBA loan unless you're actually going to physically purchase an entire building. Um, the reason for that is, is there are so many um, – things that you have to deal with on top of opening a brand new business that you never thought you would even think about. So it's just, it's like a huge, huge, um, you know, learning curve as far as that goes. So take it slow. Um, Do it within your means. Um, grab your network and community and really have them promote you by word of mouth. That's the easiest and cheapest way to get your name out there. And also, using social media is is great. And um, I have to say, I'm, like, the worst at it. <laughs> so I have I have people helping me with that because I am just like, eh, I'm not good at this. Um, maybe it's my age. Who knows? <laughs> but basically... Um, Social media is free, so you know take all the advantages you can of. Um you know, taking advantage of all the free options out there are great, you know. Um, one of the big ones we did when we first opened was when Groupon just came out. And we jumped on top of that really quickly. Just make sure when you are signing contracts that you read everything in the fine print, because we did have a couple mess ups even with Groupon and uh, Living Social and those um, things there. Not so much as being used right now with that type of um, platform, but they're still good to use to get your name out there for free.
0: One of my favorite things they talked about, as far as social media and brand- branding, was identifying your um, ideal customer, or your ideal student in this studio uh, case, um, and so that just really was inspiring. And we talked a lot about that at lunch after you know after our first few talks that we had gone to. Um, Realizing that you know there's there's room in the market for everyone, and as this bar business grows and as more and more people get certified, don't be discouraged. You've got a special, unique advantage as an instructor. You know your history as a tap dancer could come into play, or your history as a as a competitive swimmer could come into play. I mean, you just never know what people are needing and looking for, um, and that's something I know that Lisa and I were both so inspired by. Is just that there's room on you know in the marketplace for you and so not to feel discouraged or um, you know to feel afraid of, of just taking that first step okay so as Lisa and I are sitting here chatting Candace walked in and Candace was with us this weekend too and um, she actually had some really fun stories about um, interacting with some of the women at the conference this weekend so Candace tell me um, about how you would meet some of the people you were talking to and then you know what came up in conversation Oh goodness, it was
3: so much fun. We (laughs) would take our breaks and all of a sudden there's somebody would put a comment on the app and say, is there anybody in the fitness industry that wants to you know, get together on another break? And we ended up meeting with these two wonderful military girls. One of the girls was Danielle, which she's from San Diego and she's um, considered a vet. She's been out of the Navy for two years. Yep. The other girl was Gina and she is a Marine. And awesome. she <laughs> um, is really into, right now her thing is, um, Weightlifting, bodybuilding competitions. So she's—that's kind of her jam right now—is getting into those and getting in shape. And she's in amazing shape. But um, yeah, she's going and walking the catwalk. And um, her last trainer helper, getting into shape, like even told her she should take some dance classes. So Michaela was <laughs> able to give her a connection for somebody in her local area to get some dance classes to get her a little more fluid in her ability to kind of help her with those walking on the catwalk. That's great. So networking was just amazing.
0: All right, you guys, that's our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. And let us know if you've got any questions or comments about our episode or if you want to become a certified instructor, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Remember if you're out there teaching bar already, go be mindful of your students' energy. Um, Give them the classes they need and listen to their breath, their voices, and their bodies. We love you, happy bartending.